the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus withdrew in a boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd. He had compassion for them and cured their sick. When it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, this is a deserted place. and The hour is now late. Send the crowds away so that they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, they need not go away. You give them something to eat. They replied, we have nothing here but five loaves and two fish. And he said, bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the crowds. And all ate and were filled. And they took up what was left over of the broken pieces, 12 baskets full. And those who ate were about 5,000 men, besides women and children. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. <clears throat> Francis was, and I believe remains, a priest from one of the provinces of the Anglican Communion in Western Africa. Francis was at seminary at the same time I was. We had a number of classes together and we're in community together. Francis was a remarkable man, a faithful priest, a good, solid preacher, and a voice of conscience always in our midst. Now, for those of you who are familiar with Berkeley, you know that it is filled with good liberals and CDSP was no exception. Everyone meant well by what they said and what they did. And we all thought we were on the progressive edge of things. But Francis was always reminding us to be mindful of our privileged place in the world, to be mindful of the abundance that we already had, and how sometimes that abundance and our smugness, which sometimes creeps, as we all know, into liberal thinking, got in the way of the message of the gospel. There were a few things that Francis said that I will never forget. One of them was talking about his engagement with United Nations workers on the ground in Western Africa as a priest. 
He was, in the words of John Lewis, always causing good trouble. He would sometimes stand up to the professionals and the effete who were saying how things ought to be in a country that was not their own. And he would sometimes confront authorities from the UN even and say, look, it's one thing to come in here and tell us as Africans what to do. But he said, when is it going to come time for us as Africans to take responsibility for our own lives, our own economy, our own politics, and our own country? Good trouble. But the other thing he said, I will never forget, and that was in a conversation one day we were having about the nature of faith. He said, listen, you will not understand faith, he said, until you don't know where your next meal is coming from. You will not understand faith until you don't know where your next meal is coming from. Our readings this day get us into the very foundations of what it means to have a faith in a God who not only promises to water and feed us as we need, but to nourish us with a life so abundant we can, even in our world of material abundance, scarcely imagine what it might be like. Isaiah's words this day are words that are also said during the Advent season, when we are talking about getting ready for the coming of Christ for the coming of God's salvation into our midst. Ho, come to me, Isaiah is saying, all who thirst, who hunger, who have these very basic desires, these primal desires that are so deep in the human condition, we can hardly imagine what life would be like without them. And yet God is saying, bring those desires to me, to the heart of the divine. Step back for a moment, God seems to be telling us through the voice of the prophet, from all of the ways that we compete and combat with one another for not only basic needs, but all the things that we aspire to and desire. And what better teaching could we have than right now, where we know we are over the edge or on the edge of being subject to those primal desires. And we are in the midst of feeding people who have very basic needs. And we are walking with people who are struggling simply to keep food on their tables and the roof over their heads. God calls us to bring those desires right into God's heart.
And that is what today's gospel is all about. Someone attending our Bible study this week pointed out that in a way the feeding of the 5,000 is so critically important, we have to look at it as a creation story. Matthew chooses his words carefully as he writes about this account that we know is so core to Christian teaching, it is one of the few miracle stories that is found in every one of the four canonical Gospels. And it is told in much the same way in each of them. It is a story about Jesus and the crowds in a deserted place, empty. No stores, no grocers, no place to fish, no place to hunt no food or drink to be had anywhere. That deserted place, that empty place, is a sign for us very much like the empty waters of chaos over which the Spirit moved in that first moment of creation. Or that silence, if we want to take up the theme of John's Gospel for just a moment, that silence that comes before God gives a word, and that word takes on flesh and comes and dwells among us. This is God, the creator, working through Christ to bring about something new and wholly different in the face of our most basic and essential desires. And to get in touch with that for just a moment, I invite you to reflect with me on where your deep desires are right now. Some of us may have enough food and not worry about the shelter over our heads at this point. But we too still have basic desires. Maybe it's for some comfort and peace. Maybe these days we feel deserted of hope. Maybe we are feeling bewildered and lost, as so many are at this time. Whatever that condition is for you, think about it as that deserted place. That deserted place where Jesus comes to bring healing and teaching and then touches our most basic and essential needs. Maybe it's for companionship, acknowledgement, hurts that are unhealed. That deserted place is where Jesus comes and then turns to all of us in our mission as disciples and followers and says to us, you give them something to eat. You take whatever steps you need to take to meet these basic needs. Offer of yourselves what you have. And of course, that's the first step, isn't it? When we come across a basic need, we have to stop and we have to take stock 
What do we have and what can we offer? And we start counting our baskets of bread and fish. The second step, of course, then is to have the courage to share, to share. And to trust God's incredible creative spirit moving among us, that in that moment of sharing, the loaves and the fishes will be multiplied beyond anything that we can possibly imagine. Because that is the true miracle. My sisters and brothers in Christ, the radical inbreaking of God's vision and God's dream for the whole of the human family is inviting us out of a world of scarcity, out of a world of constant competition and trying to get ahead, and into a world where there is more than enough in abundance for everyone. And the most critical step that we take to enter that world is in attending to the needs of others and being willing to share out of the resources we have, even if they are limited and only a few. It is not that we claim if we do that, it will be enough. It is the radical claim that if we do that and we enter into God's gracious economy, there will be more than enough an abundance of mercy, of love, of filled stomachs and quenched thirst, of hearts overflowing with goodness, and a new community ready to rejoice in God's name. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace. We hope to greet you in person very soon.